good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another uh, episode of the podcast, the home episode. Uh, as always, to be your host, Ted Smith, and uh, upstairs now in the left square this week is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? <laughs> Big election tomorrow, everybody. Uh, hopefully, everyone's staying safe and having a good time and make sure to cast your ballot. <laughs> That's yeah. it. All right, back there, getting the studio, all the Zoom studio all set up. Matt Conner, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? up man i'm just listening to our intro music in my head since we can't actually hear it people will post so i'm just bouncing with it i know it well enough uh as always thanks everybody for checking out the podcast uh i do always enjoy seeing a larp on when we get some emails to the men's room seen a few more of them so and putting the uh promo for us in the front of the men's room daily podcast so hopefully that's helping hell yeah arf, arf, arf. Nice. We had a couple of uh, LARPers come into the the uh, popcorn shop. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are, they, they don't actually... Are we calling our fans LARPers? I'm not really sure, but a couple of people who listen to the podcast. It was great. Right. Like, I always forget. That was old school. I mean, that was like the first few podcasts. We just, like, we were goofing on LARPers, and then all of a sudden it became our hashtag. Yeah, I'm like, now are we LARPers? I'm not really sure. Yeah, are we well, live-action role-playing as podcast hosts? Part of me is like, we can't call our listeners that. They don't LARP. And then it's like, we don't LARP either. We say LARP on all the time. Matt, we've LARPed. We, with, uh, we have Oak LARPed. Back. We do not LARP. It's... We don't actively LARP. Right. That's Retirement. Fair. Well, right. I mean, it's like, if you've ever been fishing, does that make you a fisherman? Mm. This is a live-action retirement party. <laughs> I was going to say like, what else could people, you know, there's a lot of things you can role play. I mean, you think of a LARPer as in like somebody who's maybe like role playing a medieval scene, but realistically, I mean, LARP could be a pretty broad definition and we could. So, so like if my girl wears like an outfit, is that, and I, we hook up, does that mean we're LARPing? That's what I'm saying. If it's a bunch of people at a party, are we live action role playing an orgy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right. We just had Halloween. Isn't Halloween the uh, epicenter of LARPers? I feel like, I mean, you know, it's 2020. I feel like we could call ourselves LARPers, but I mean, you know, some people could take issue. I once called myself a nerd and I, you know, had to eat crow for about two years. (laughs) Dude, that was another awesome early storyline. We got to bring in the Rev and Fuego to see if Cobb's actually a nerd. God, I know I crashed and burned. By the way, I just got to say, so this weekend we had our annual Halloween party, but it was it was on Zoom, which was pretty cool. Our buddy Joe set it up. So there was like these breakout rooms. So you could go to like separate rooms and see what people were doing in there. The only, the only issue I had with the breakout rooms is sometimes I jump in a room and it seemed like a real serious conversation. I was like, Ugh, I don't think I should be in this room. Dude, that's just like real parties, though. Sometimes you walk <laughs> up and two two people are talking intensely, and you're like, "Oh, nice! I'm going to get into this." And then they're like, "Da da 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 da." And in my third trimester, I found out that, and you're like, "Oh God! Oh, back up, back up, back up!" You know what I mean? <laughs> also, like, if you listen to this podcast, everybody knows I love memes. Like, memes are one of my favorite things in the world. 
So there's that famous photo or meme going around now of Leonardo DiCaprio. And what is that? Django Unchained? Where he's like got the little wine glass and he's wearing the ascot and he's always just kind of laughing. Oh, yeah. yeah Our buddy Webster that. literally was dressed as that meme. I was like, man. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I hit him on Sunday morning. I sent him a, sent him a text. Just like, dude, I love memes. That, was, that costume was the best. And especially <laughs> on Zoom where you're already in a meme-shaped box. Yeah, I mean, he's he, already framed on a screen. I, I will say the only issue I really have with the Zoom parties, and I think I even brought this up, is sometimes like I'll go to the bathroom or whatever, and then I have to remind myself, like, it's just you at your house, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get kind of caught up. It's like, this is a real party. There's like 30 people here. Dude, I feel like so much of it is like logistics. Like, wait, okay, who's... Who's that person who just came in the room? Or wait, how do I get my, my audio to... That's like a good like 60% logistics, 30% chatting, and 10% cheersing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cheers. You got to start and get a cramp just holding up shot glasses to my computer. <laughs> Let the big dog eat. <laughs> For people who can't see, we all just cheers. <laughs> and Ted's got a big, big beer going. Rocking the uh, two by four of Chorus Light. The two by four is that the same as a tall boy, or is a tall boy technically a sixteen? Or now nah, I think that counts as a as a tall boy. Twenty four ounce can. Oh. My buddy Brett, he just calls them two by fours. It's twenty four. Yeah, that's great. Two by four. I like that. <laughs> oh, you guys know Brett, mm-hmm. party boy. You met. Oh him yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Him and his wife are great, man. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, we were laughing yesterday during the Hawks game. He was texting me pictures. But also, were you guys there when I was still dressed as a taco, or had I switched to? Yeah, because right. I was. Dude, when I got in, you were like between uh, what's that called? Like between parallel universes, like partially in the Zoom chat, but not really responding. Just mute. But every once in a while, you just danced a gangster rap inside of your taco outfit. <laughs> <laughs> And then I became like an off-brand uh, version of uh, 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 Jesus. I'm wearing the shirt, Bob Ross. <laughs> um, I just had on a wig and then like this uh, sports coat that I got from our buddy Bill. Bob Ross meets rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Ross had a long day. Nice. <laughs> uh, the other thing I would bring up is that, uh, man, I don't know if it tastes any better, but small little candy bars, like like I got a little bag of candy and then like all day, like yesterday, me and Sean were just munching. I was like, I like the little bars. Now, granted, you eat like four or five of them. You might as well just got a regular candy bar. But there's something exciting about eating just like, oh, I'll just have one cup. Ratios. <laughs> ratios, Ted Smith. I always say it every time we bring up food. It is a game of ratios and I'm with you. The small candy bars. The ratio is just different. It hits a little different. It's, you know, it's about the thickness of the chocolate relative to the nougat, relative to the caramel. I'm on board. I think the little ones taste best. And I feel like probably the biggest standout for me that I never eat in any other circumstance, Three Musketeers. Did we have this conversation on Halloween or was it last week on the pod? We've had this conversation in years past. For sure. I feel like we already had it this year, but I'm on board with everything you guys are both saying. No, we definitely talked about it last week here on the podcast. Okay. Dude, I was just confirming say that, yeah. our stance on candy ratios. Yeah. 
The other one I feel like we always have is uh, whether green and red M&Ms are the best tasting Christmas M&Ms. That's a, that's a Ted Smith conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. The Smith brothers have been working on this theory for years. <laughs> I mean, the man bleeds Christmas. He was literally born on Christmas Eve, Cobb. <laughs> hey, better than Jesus. <laughs> that's my favorite line. I've heard Ted slip that into conversations, honestly, over 40 times in my life. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. Like people are like, oh, your birthday's on Christmas Eve. That sucks. Like, yeah, whatever. Day better than Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> just like always. It usually it goes over well, but every once in a while, people are like, "Did you just say you're a day better than Jesus?" Like, don't just keep keep it moving. All right, we're larping. Don't, don't overthink it, man. Who compares green M and M's to shred M and M's? Think you are. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So we were also just talking about the weekend. Obviously, football. We were having a little conversation about different foods everybody ate. Apparently, Matt and I both ate too much spicy food, but I feel like. For whatever reason, that to me is just part of like a football Monday. Like you wake up and it's like, yep, stomach doesn't feel awesome. <laughs> you you got to wake up with some regrets after a weekend. A good weekend, you're going to have some regrets. Yeah. And during the regular, you know, every other, you know, like in the summertime and stuff, like you go do stuff on Sunday. But when it's NFL football, it's like, we got to get some. I mean, you know, you guys aren't really drinkers, but it's like, ah, I got to get a couple beers. If no, like, but at least the baseline is like, we got to get something good to eat. Dude. I'm so happy you got that hot dog in a couple weeks ago. I mean, we almost went the full summer. Not a dog. I got a hot dog sandwich, and it's not really the same. Hot dog sandwich? Are you guys not familiar with the hot dog sandwich? I mean, you're talking about putting it on white bread? Yeah, but there's some particulars. You, you cut it down the middle lengthwise, open it up, put it on light bread, but then you cut it widthwise like you put it on two sli- between two slices of light bread so it's four you know little two hot dogs so four little uh half cylinders but then you cut it the other way so it's like four little uh i don't know four little partial dogs on each on each side anyway that's just i don't know man i feel like that's a classic yeah ketchup on there boom I, that's how i discovered i like uh cheese on my hot dogs like cheese and ketchup, because it looked like a sandwich. I thought I'm gonna put cheese on this. Cheese and ketchup and hot dog seems good, and it was. And now you know regular hot dogs and buns. I'm like, where's the cheddar at, dude? Well, and that's the thing. There's a little bit of controversy surrounding even calling it a hot dog sandwich because you know RGB RIP had ruled that a hot dog was a sandwich, and a lot of people feel differently. I do, but so then to have a hot dog sandwich sandwich was kind of like mini cupcakes you know <laughs> yeah all right so we've had this argument before in the men's room but it's like burgers right like technically burgers are a sandwich but i feel like what makes a burger is like the form round patty now it could be a fish burger it could be regular burger turkey burger whatever but it's like at the end of the day if it's in between two pieces of bread technically i think it's a sandwich that's kind of you know, that's what uh, Ginsburg had to say on it. I feel like, you know, degree of specificity is important. And so obviously you could be like, oh, I'm going to eat fish or I'm going to eat halibut. But at a certain point, there are some fish that just get to, you know, a level that you just like you say, if you're eating Copper River salmon, you're not like, oh, I'm going to have a fish sandwich. It's like, no, man, you're eating Copper River salmon. So I don't know. I feel like the burger 
in its own right, it has become such a star that it wouldn't be fair to say it. it's like listing like the minor achievement of, you know, what's that dude's name from, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. You're like, Oh yeah. He was a Mickey mouse club guy. It's like, that's more of a footnote in this biography, you know, and so I would the chorus. Say, what? that black eyed peas song. Where is the love? Yeah, dude, exactly. It's, it's like, man, come on. Like it's a, it's a freaking cheeseburger. There's a whole goddamn category. There's tens of thousands of restaurants pushing those out from America to the rest of the world. It's like, it's, I mean, maybe it's a sandwich, but that's really a footnote. All right. Let me hit you with this. So uh, when I go back East, I like this place called Lido's pizza and it's square pizza. Cause they never cut corners. Love it. Uh, so my buddy, Alex went with a very bold and this, the pieces are only like that big, right? See, they're mm-hmm. tiny pieces. But he started taking like two a piece and folding them together and eating them like a pop tart. So I was like, at that point, the crust works as bread. Did he just make a sandwich? Okay, so yeah, for people who can't see, it's like what two inches by two inches, little squares, kind of like the old, um, what were those called? The Little Caesars Bigfoot pizza. Y'all remember that yeah. party pizza? Good oh, times. First that of Bigfoot all, pizza was legend. I remember, dude. Getting- God, yes. The stuff of legend, exactly. Dude, my brother and I were obsessed with them. We only had it like twice, but we saw the commercials for years. <laughs> oh, I remember it was like a Friday night in like in my house. That was a thing. Friday night, you got you got pizza. But I remember when that Bigfoot pizza came out, we drove from College Park over to Beltsville. And it was like, wasn't the whole thing? It was like, it's three foot of pizza. It was massive, dude. It was like a party sub of pizza. <laughs> but so you're saying basically took two of those little squares, folded them together. So you almost had like a s'more sized pizza. And you're going sandwich. Is that understanding you correctly? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. Like at that point, like it technically fills the uh, requirements to be a sandwich. I think it's a grilled cheese. Which is a sandwich and cheese. Well, you know, I mean, what is a taco? Like, are we defining only by shape? Because, you know, I fold my pizza if it's greasy, but I would never call it a pizza taco. I mean, look, I don't know. These are serious questions. I don't have the answers. I'm just throwing them out there. Dude, I, I'm just a small-time pizza lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no yeah, rule. leave it to the city bigwigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? There's one rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will also say this. When you were talking about your hot dog sandwich, when I was a kid, right, my mom would do the same thing, like split the hot dog down the middle like butterfly it and cook it in a, in a pan. And this sounds kind of sick, but it was always the thing. If you put your fork on it and squeeze it down, she'd be like, do you want to hear the piggy squeal? <laughs> <laughs> like make them squeal, mom, make those piggies squeal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dad, I'm just having like deliverance flashbacks right now. Well, it's funny because Cobb and I picture your mom at her current age. And you know, like is it's just a, fun visual like seeing seeing her now just like be, like she probably looked different and it's still a funny thing but i'm just imagining your present day mom saying that to to baby ted and like god damn maureen like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the older yeah, someone is, is the more evil it feels you're for so sure. sweet i never thought it was aggressive so i brought it up on the air one day and miles and they were like dude that's kind of weird it's like no no you make the piggy squeal and they squeak 
Dude, I'll say this, Matt. You mentioned visuals. Just the visual of Ted just taking a sip out of like that giant Coors Latte. That's a good vibe for this cast today, man. <laughs> Nothing looks like a little thermos on the on the Zoom cam. It I love does. It. Well, I mean, that's honestly like we always tape on Tuesdays. This is kind of my Monday move. Because generally I'm out of beer for the weekend. So it's like, am I going to buy a six-pack or a 12-pack? Let's get a couple two-by-fours. <laughs> Just get the two-by-four going. Uh, all right. So we'll stop right now. We'll take a quick break. And then uh, we'll talk the fun stuff on the other side. All right. So obviously we uh, taped on Monday night because Tuesday, when everybody's hearing this, is election night. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into politics, but I have no idea what is going to happen tomorrow. Let's call it what it is. Ted Smith's scared right now. I, I am a little bit scared. Tell me why. Uh, well, generally, when when protests happen, they seem to end up in this neighborhood. And like, <laughs> they seem to end up in your front yard. <laughs> right. Like walking to work today, like there was more things boarded up than I than, than have been. And you can tell it's like new stuff. Number one, because there's no graffiti on it. And I was just like, wow. Like, I, I don't know. There's part of me that thinks whatever, whoever wins, like maybe nothing's going to happen or, you know, because when Trump won the first time, you had that woman's march and a couple other big marches that had, you know, thousands of people, but there was nothing. I don't know. There was, there was no, I hate to use the word riot. There was none of that kind of stuff. Ted, I agree with you. I, it feels like the city is bracing for impact. It feels like people are literally battening down the hatches and preparing for, you know, a socially motivated hurricane. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's a, you know, the, the storm that never comes, frankly, I think that the, I I mean, you can use whatever term you'd like for people who are liberal or live in liberal cities, but just for fun, the Antifas, I think that the Antifas are worried that, um, you know, right wing, uh, man, you know, it's tough to not mince words. Um, you know, people <laughs> right, who know. are Donald Trump fans are, yeah. you know, patriots, uh, in air quotes are going to, you know, come in and try to establish law and order, whatever. And then I think that the news sources on, you know, the right wing side have those people convinced that uh, Donald Trump is the last thing standing between, uh, you know, Antifa and total destruction of the United States. And I think ultimately people are acting out of a place of fear and neither side, you know, both sides uh, are reasonable, but perceived by the other side as unreasonable. So I think both sides think the other side is going to do something and they have to be there to stop it. And in reality, I think that we'll see a couple isolated incidents. It does depend on who wins, but I think we'll see a couple isolated incidents isolated incidents, maybe one or two cities have big events. I'm calling Philadelphia and maybe like a Chicago. Uh, but in general, you know, I think things will stay pretty peaceful um, as the results roll in, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think it could easily be one of those things where like you're saying, everybody prepares for this massive thing that's going to happen and then just doesn't materialize. Yeah. Cause I just, I don't, I don't see how it happens. I mean, you know, in Seattle, it's like, okay, so pretty left-leaning, right? Like, if um, if Biden wins, people are just going to celebrate, probably, likely. And if Trump wins, you know, people are going to be upset, but it's not like a bunch of people are going to drive in from, you know, more Trump-friendly areas, let's say, like, you know, Wenatchee, Snohomish County, whatever, and start burning down buildings because their guy won, you know? So I'm not really sure, but it feels like... 
I don't think Tuesday night will be the crazy one, but I could see things happening after that. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is that honestly, like, I, I have no idea who's going to win this election. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked that Trump won in 2016, but now I'm like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people going to these rallies and this and that, and uh, that's one of my things. Like, I remember with Hillary, like, people didn't go. I just read one article that was like, listen, I go to both events. There's not many people at Hillary's things. And she's like, I know the polls, uh, the lady that wrote it, say that she's supposed to win Hillary. But she's like, I go to the Trump event and there's thousands of people there. Well, dude, and here's the thing, you know, with Hillary, it was like, no guy, man, you know, I don't want to, whatever, this will be fun. I don't mean to reduce her to this. She's obviously very accomplished, but, you know, no guys want to fuck her and no women want to be her. And there's a certain amount of running for president that is just a popularity contest. And it is literally the likability factor. And hers was pretty flat. So that being said, Ted, I feel like you made a very salient point earlier before we started this cast about how, you know, how some of the polling works ahead of elections, which is they call people up, you know, phone banks, old school, smile and dial call people up and say, Hey, who are you planning on voting for? We're trying to get a feel. And you were saying because of some of the conspiracies, the QAnon deep state conspiracies that uh, most many Trump voters um, don't say who they're going to vote for because they're worried that that is being tracked by some, uh, you know, autocratic machine. Yeah. And I mean, on some level, I don't even think it's that. I just think it's like, People like some people that vote for Trump don't want to say that. So when a pollster calls, they don't say much, but then they'll vote for it. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so those numbers could be, you know, skewed pretty badly. I will say this. I think the one good thing to come out of this election is that people are going to vote more. We're already seeing record numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing a lot of numbers and like people seem to really I mean, I, I even have friends that are like, you know what? I never actually voted before, but now I'm voting. And I'm not saying which side they're voting for, but I'm just like, at the end of the day, as Americans, I think that's the, that'll be the silver lining to whatever happens. It's like, go vote. Like you have a right to vote. Like people, you know, we fight wars and this and that, like it's, it's one of the things you should go do. Yeah. Civic duty for sure. To put uh, Matt on the spot. I mean, this thing's recorded before the election. What? And before any sort of, you know, riots or anything like that. What do you think is going to happen in terms of unrest? Man, uh, I'm not sure. Tomorrow I'm taking, uh, you know, sometimes I like to avoid problems. And so I'll be going and getting a blizzard uh, at tomorrow night and just kind of staying <laughs> away from the news and the Internet. <laughs> like that. Matt's like, you know what? I'm just going to get a blizzard. Whatever happens, happens. Catch, catch me in the simulator. Republican, like Democrat, I'm more of a blizzard guy, frankly. <laughs> more of a blizzard guy. I love that, dude. Matt, that is the best answer, honestly, I've heard. What what kind of blizzard are you going to get? Reese's and cookie dough. Wow. Powerful. It's ah. so good. It's my two favorite kinds of ice cream in blizzard form. Yeah. That's a good call. I'm with you. Like, I, I don't do it much anymore, but if I'm going to buy a pint of ice cream, it's always uh, half-baked. Okay. Dude, that's my jam, too. Those, like, yeah. those brownie chunks in there? Ooh. You know what's funny? Like, I really like ice cream, but I went through a phase where I would just eat ice cream, like, every Sunday. I'd get a pint of ice cream. And then, like, 
well, I don't have to explain this to Matt, but like you get out of those even bad habits. And it's like, I've had a pint of Ben and Jerry sitting there for like a month and a half. Wow. <laughs> you just nice. don't stop going to like crack it open as opposed to like it used to be like, it's Sunday. Like we got to eat ice cream. Like, do we? And for the record, if anyone's want, Ted never said I'm done with ice cream. I never told him avoid the ice cream when we were doing nutrition coaching for that year. Uh, yeah, just kind of if you just a little conscious about what you're eating in general, uh, it, it tends to take care of a lot of the heavy lifting and be very sustainable for the long term. And you don't need to go crazy with a bunch of approaches that are being marketed to you. Um, yeah. Common sense will take you pretty far if you stop and use it. Like Back right. to basics. Back to, back to basics. basics. 2021, boys. Yeah. Back to basics. You know what it is. <laughs> Nutrition, exercise, read about it. Dude. <laughs> All right, Mr. Cobb, uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot there. Do we have some emails for this week? Yeah, and I just pulled them up, and sometimes I can only see part of the subject line. So this one looked like it said accident porn, question mark, but it's actually accident prone. Uh, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Ted, I know you wanted to keep it short tonight, so... I'll click through them and any short ones I'll read. I also, I like uh, the idea of accident porn. Like what's accident porn? It's like, well, it involves a road cone. How about this, Ted? Yeah. How about this? We'll find out when we return. Damn right we will. All right, we're back. Uh, we're going to find out if it's accident prone or accident porn. <laughs> Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. My greatest walk it off moment. About 15 or 20 years ago, I was skiing one sunny day up at Crystal Mountain. I've been taking the same run a couple times in a row. Uh, you had to bomb down the steeper upper part and cross a flat stretch to hit a jump. No problem. I've done this hundreds of times. At the bottom of the steep part, I hit maximum velocity and something happened. And my right ski rocketed into my left ski, causing an epic yard sale. During my tumble, one of my skis hit me in my crotch. I ended up on my hands and knees, dry heaving in excruciating pain. It felt like one of my testicles was on fire. My day was over. Next day at the doctor's office, he was impressed with the hematoma on my testicle. It was the size of a baseball. It oh. took 18 months to fully heal. Moral of the story, make sure you don't buy skis that are bent. Funny things happen at high speeds. 2,895 days since the Cougs last won the Apple Cup. Go dogs. Dubs. Wow. Oh, that sounds so painful. A hematoma on your scrotum wow yeah that's brutal i will say that also, i love crystal i love crystal mountain that's a great mountain <laughs> i i was just thinking about that that song you know like um uh how do i get back there to the place where Raphael asleep you know it's all about um crystal meth whatever and uh just weird how like i don't know how deep dark like drug things are marketed as like popular culture or whatever and ted right when you said that, like i want to i just love crystal mountain <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know actual mountain washington state crystal mountain is one of the few mountains where you can like go up to the top and then ski or snowboard like over different runs and get all the way down to the lodge like i've only done it like twice and i ride goofy and like my back leg and my thigh was on fire i mean that you're talking like a solid, like two and a half minutes of riding, <laughs> which if you don't do any snow sports, that's a long run. 
Uh, rub some dirt on it. How's the greatest podcast in all the land doing? All the land. All the land. Great. So my biggest walking off injury was the time I burned my leg when I was 10. I was ripping around my grandparents' property on my sweet-ass moped when my bitch-ass cousin Jeremy popped out of the bushes to stop me. He wanted to ride it, and I wasn't having it. I tried to stop, but on gravel, that wasn't going to happen. So it fell over, and the hot muffler landed on my leg when I was wearing shorts. Yeah, dude, I'm a smart kid. It was pretty bad, and I definitely should have told my grandparents. But there was a camping trip I was looking forward to, so I didn't tell anyone. I ended up wearing jeans all week, and during the trip in mid-August, they found out I was in pretty big trouble. Just had to get some ointment and keep it clean. Uh, still have a hairless scar. So you guys also talked about how Ted enjoys Tom Segura, Segura and Burt Kreischer interactions. Uh, they have a podcast, always packed with laughs. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, they ended up going to a dominatrix. And also your boy, Mark uh, Ribelet posted a picture of him and Tom on IG. I don't know if he's going to be on Tom's cast. Take care, boys. Jane. Right. P.S. Come on down to Falcon Car Wash. Yeah, I think their I think their podcast is the Two Bears or something. Two Bears, One Cave. Yeah, Matt, have you seen uh, the Cabin with Bert Kreischer? No, I haven't. It, it's not bad. It's pretty good. So it's like Kreischer is going to go to this cabin and try to get his life together and this and that, but he just ends up inviting up other comedians and stuff and just partying and having fun. Okay. Yeah. I've, I, back when I had Twitter, I was seeing good things about it and yeah. Uh, been meaning to check it out. I saw Bert Kreischer get fitted for golf clubs and now I want to golf with the guy. <laughs> but Segura's on one, like the first episode, him and uh, Joey, uh, uh, Joey Diaz. Oh yeah. And they bring in, an actual Cuban guy that rolls cigars and Kreischer gives him a freaking ounce of weed. And it's like, roll a cigar, <laughs> like a presidential. Just like, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, that would be, I mean, I, sometimes I get a, uh, you know, like, I, I just can't imagine having cameras on and being, being super high. Like, I get just a little high sometimes and don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. I'm like, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I got to go. Like there's just cameras and lights everywhere. And you're smoking a Cuban size blunt. Good Lord. <laughs> we, uh, I just heard a story uh, from the weekend about a, uh, just somebody I know that maybe does not enjoy too much marijuana. And they were like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to eat a 10 milligram. And then family called and was like, all right, I guess they're coming over. I got to try to play it straight. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I have an idea on who it might be. That's... <laughs> so for somebody like Matt and I, it's like, all right, fine, whatever. We can work through this. But uh, this person was like, I was trying to keep it together. They were like pacing around their apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah, it is funny when you like, mention 10 milligrams like it's nothing or you know when you do reference like yeah i drank an entire one of those 100 milligram drinks dude it was crazy and somebody's like good i take half of a 10 milligram and i'm set for the night you're like that's what i do okay <laughs> i don't know what that says about me <laughs> words matter so do milligrams <laughs> accident prone what's up boys 
about 15 years ago, I used to skate down a hill in Ballard that was uh, just at the bend on Market Street where the taco time is. Yep. The hill was probably 30 to 40% gray and went directly into the taco time. Drive through, uh, drive through, uh, going into the drive through, there was a significant bump uh, that you have to lift your front wheels or you would eat it hard. After a few hours of day drinking, my buddy who was accident prone decided he wanted to try it. I warned him heavily to not do it. He didn't listen and did it anyway. I forgot to tell him about the bump and he bombed the hill, cut his front wheels on the bump and went flying directly at the menu sign, missing it by inches. Oh. Came out of it okay with a little bit of road rat, rat, rash. I didn't have to tell him uh, he should have listened to me. He knew. Zamboni driver. Wow. That sounds so painful. I know that hill. I know that taco time. Like that was a visceral story for me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds brutal. I've, man. I've flown oh. off skateboards more times than I can count. Like all of that just registered so real. Yeah. By the way, I got to say skateboarders, like now that the clocks have changed, y'all got to be careful just bombing down streets. I almost got clipped by a dude on the walk home today. Dude, but it's did, not it's not like somebody on a bicycle like he had no lights on or nothing just like oh oh shit. <laughs> i almost just hit me did, did daylight saving time just like k- totally catch you guys off guard this year too gets me every time matt yeah you ted uh yeah i mean i kind of forgot so i woke up saturday and i was an hour early for the F1 match or the F1. Oh, okay. <laughs> what threw me was the state of Washington voted to get rid of it or passed a measure to get rid of it. But because it's like a federal thing or something, we're still on it. We need some sort of other approval. Yeah. Huh. I think eventually they're going to get rid of it. Cause it's like, it's not helping anybody anymore. They did, but it's back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying nationwide. That's one thing I'll stand on. Let's get rid of it. I'm with you. Arizona and Hawaii have the right idea. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we check in with what's Mattin? Sure. Um, all right. So kind of, couple wild things this weekend. Can I start with today, Ted? You're going to, I think you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. So every day I do my Wim Hof method, which involves right. jumping into the lake, which is now, around 57 56 degrees it's cold that's cold Um, yeah it's pretty gnarly but it's a ton of fun i look forward to it i do my breathing it energizes me apparently it's healthy too but so i do it every day and today uh, off the dock i saw i've seen these dudes before i've talked to them a little bit too um but there's uh these two black dudes that come around and they fish fish on the lake and a lot of times outside of our house and like I've seen him a couple times, but um, today they were coming out as I'm like in my trunks walking out and they see me as I'm about to jump into the water. And when I came up and like lifted my head, I could just hear him just in shock and cheering me on. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, they're like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And Love that. I- Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I just love about black people that I think they do better than white people. And reacting to like that is totally one of those things. And they were just going crazy off the boat when I came up and just started my breathing. And it was like, oh, it felt so good. So that was a fun thing that happened today. 
Um, I write down that I swore there, but uh, yeah, that was that was really just like an unexpected highlight. Like, wow, I I list I elicited a great reaction, and that was a ton of fun. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is for the month of November, I'm doing a daily gratitude list. Three things seems like a good month to be to try that on as a habit. I know Cobb's a fan of the gratitude practice. Yeah, my girlfriend and I do it every night before we go to bed. Oh, wow. Powerful. I like that. Um, good thing to add to the routine. Yeah. Um, and our listener slash friend, Michelle, came up with that idea. I saw it on her Instagram and I said, I'm doing it with you. You can't stop me. So uh, figure like, hey, everyone else, join the party. List three things you're grateful for every day for the month of November. Um, just a fun little, fun little basic thing. Right. We're kickstarting back to basics, back to basics. 2021. Look out. Yeah. (laughs) This is like preschool for that. Um, So this weekend, Friday was kind of we talked about Halloween um, and but Friday was kind of big. I guess it started Friday morning. I was working out in the facility with Tyler, my girlfriend and my buddy from Austin, Texas, that I met when I went down there uh, on this meditation retreat and I hung out with Cobb for a little bit, but this guy I met at that retreat Cobb. I had told him cause he's like, Oh, you're from Seattle. Like what Seattle band should I check out? I told him back then check out Aaron. And then as I'm working out, he sends me a message on Instagram. Like guess you were right. And shows me that Joe Rogan posted on Instagram about Aaron's new song. Take me away. Yeah, I wow. saw that. Too. Yeah, Rogan. That's sick. Out. Yeah, yeah. So that Dude, was. Good I, for A-Rom, man. It was towards the end of the workout. I wasn't smoked or anything, but I was kind of like just going through the motions and there with Tyler. We're having a good time, moving feels good. And that next set was just like so amped, like at eleven. Boom. Like you gotta be kidding me. Um, yeah, I was super fired up. Dude, that's wild, man. Good for Aaron. Yeah. 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 He's doing well, man. And that, and that new stuff sounds great. Yeah. It, it sounds awesome. So definitely want to give Aaron some love on that. That was a, you know, legit weekend highlight getting that text of all people from a friend in Texas that I introduced to Aaron, not like anybody I know from Seattle that also knows Aaron. Um, yeah, it was, it was nuts. Um, and then, yeah, that night, uh, my other buddy, John, who listens to the cast that I golf with a lot, he's really good. He came over. We hung out in the golf simulator for hours, and he taught Tyler and I some awesome stuff, and we were both just, like, crushing it. It was just a good time, the three of us hanging out. Uh, and, yeah, he was just a really awesome teacher about it. And uh, my game's coming along pretty solid, boys. Hey, let those eagles fly. Who gotta? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, good to go. We're good. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Well, we've all seen Bad Santa, one of my favorite Christmas movies, and. Um, Basically, you know, obviously, well, 
you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to put this. I mean, I like to break rules. I wouldn't consider myself a, a benevolent or kind Santa, but uh, as your bad Santa this year, let me ask you this for the cop topic. What do you want for Christmas? You filthy animals. Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com. But I'm just curious what people genuinely want for Christmas. And no, I'm not going Oprah or Secret Santa and sending you stuff. I'm just genuinely curious what people are into. Uh, Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I feel like at a certain age, it's not about getting something physical, but like, I wish a lot of people would just chill the f*** out. Inner peace. (laughs) Right? We were talking about like with the election going on tomorrow, like, both sides, like, and obviously it's only going to be the loud people that you always see the most of. It just seems like both sides are really fired up or I know this year has been tough on a lot of people and like people are working from home. They're almost working more than they did when they were at the office. And then I don't know, every meeting becomes a zoom meeting or this and that. It's like, like, you know, like, I'm just in December. Let's, let's just chill out for a minute. Like, like, I mean, obviously we're kind of stuck in the same situation. Like, Things aren't going to change anytime soon. Like, I don't know, you know, and like, uh, yeah, I just wish people would chill out a little bit. Like everything seems so intense anymore. Yeah, dude, extreme. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads. I, Ted, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think a little bit of reprieve, a little bit of just a, a group wide, like deep breath, you know, like our whole nation just needs like a, okay. You know, like kumbaya. We're good, man. And I'm hoping that this Christmas is a little different than some of the consumer Christmases of past and that people really, you know, appreciate their family and close, you know, friends and relationships. And I think this could end up being a special Christmas. Not, it's not going to be a traditional Christmas, but it couldn't have been a good one for people. So I'm with you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Those are really noble answers. You guys, I feel like I should change mine, but, uh, uh, Matt, you know what? Matt just needs a new set of uh, DCIs. He's good to go. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. I was actually thinking about uh, a driver. Uh, you know, I mine's really old. I tried my dad's, which is also pretty old. But then I hit it 300, no problem. And you know, John was saying that they've really a lot of the new technology's really gotten the spin numbers down, and that'll that'll help my distance on the long ball so uh you know but world peace first for sure if like if we could do that and i gotta wait a few months for the driver you know that that's totally cool like but then that 325 drive putting it on in one i hear you it's good to have goals right i mean the only other thing i would say physically i've always wanted but they're way too expensive is a stone island jacket i don't even know what that is it's like a very specific European brand. Like they have like hoodies and like jackets and it's got like this little yellow thing on the side. It's got like a compass on it. It's big in like uh, supporter culture and stuff. Oh, and Stone then like, Island. Right Stone Island. But like the hoodies are like $700. What? Jesus. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Dude. Is it justified? I will say this. I've only ever seen like, I know like Drake started wearing them. Like you don't see a lot of Americans wearing it, but one day at work, there was like a record guy and he walked in. I was like, is that a stone Island jacket? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, it's unbelievable. Like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, thanks man. Nobody gets this brand. And I was like, I gotcha. 
Dang, dude, nice. <laughs> these do look wow. Yeah, these are spendy. I'm I'm rocking Man, a new hoodie. High class. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with it. It was 40 bucks from Target and but it kind of doubles as a coat. Like check it out. You zip it all the way up, protect your neck. Yeah, and trust me, I'm wearing probably the most expensive hoodie I've ever bought, my Patagonia one, which is great. I've had this thing for years. It's solid, but yeah, the Stone Island stuff. I'm just always like, ah, I want one of those. But it, that's that's a hard, I don't know. That's a lot of money to spend on a pullover jacket. Well, and frankly, Ted, that's a that's a that's a Rubicon. I mean, that's a line you cross and you don't ever come back from. You know, you don't go from Stone Island to Walmart brand. Like now, all your sweatshirts are six hundred bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like after you've driven the Ferrari, baby, the Corolla just doesn't quite hit the same. Right now, I'm lifting in a goddamn Stone Island jacket. Like I have like three of these. Whatever. Oh, sure, I'm horribly in debt, but I look good. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. But look at this sweatshirt. See that cotton twill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I think I'm gonna wrap it up on that. Uh, Thanks everybody for checking us out. We'll uh, we'll be back next week, a normal Tuesday taping. Uh, until then, stay safe, everybody. Just right, take a breath. Everything's gonna be fine. For MCTP, for Cobb, me, Ted Smith this is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>